Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Wicked is lonely on the lead. He's up by four on the outside. Don't tell me again. Cutting into the margin, but it's McWicked. Four years later, back at the top of the sport. Homicide Hunter sweeps past to the outside. Homicide Hunter trotting into the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line. 148 and 4, the fastest trotter ever. Dewey did done good down the boulevard of broken dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister in front. Giddy up. Three wide, all bets off. They're at the top of the stretch. Rockin' Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie. On the outside, bit of a legend. Rockin' Ron, bit of a legend on the outside. Bit of a legend. This year's battle champion, 23 and 1. Homeward bound in gold cup and soccer. 59, somewhere fancy. Rockin' in heaven. Rose Run West is there. Here is the French connection. The alerts have won it. Fine. Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley in full gear outside. Shark start a feeling. Caviar Alley all out. Shark digging deep. Shark's going to dig in here and get the win here. Shark up on the front end. Then none shall pass for Tim Dietrich. You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Foiled again! Holds on to win! Foiled again, tough as nails! And Mike Bozich. The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy! Giddy up! We are fresh off one of the most exciting Hamiltonians in the history of the race. Bob McLaurin Forbidden Trade took down the big race this past Saturday at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. Hello, everybody. Mike Carter joining you from the post time with Mike and Mike Studios here in Columbus. Mike Bozich has the day off. Of course, post time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. What a great program we have on tap for you. We're going to dive into the Milstein a little bit. The Carl Milstein Memorial, the $400,000 race, takes place on Saturday. Dave Bianconi, the director of racing at MGM Northfield Park, will join to talk about the race. Boy, has this race drawn some amazing contenders, including Adios champion Southwind. Dazi, who draws post number eight. We're going to talk about the race a little bit with Bianconi, so it's going to be a fantastic interview talking about the $400,000 Carl Milstein Memorial. Emily Gaskin joins the program this week, and we're going to talk to her about the $330,000 Dan Patch Stakes on Friday night. Uh, last year, of course, we all remember Lazarus was the talk of the town. But this year, uh, obviously, another horse has emerged as the top contender as Lather Up 
How about this? A 146 score. Then last week, a 159-2 score in the San McKee Memorial, but his mile time was 156-3. So we're going to talk to Emily Gaskett a little bit about that race. Bob McClure, the champion of the 2019 Hamiltonian, will join the program. And, of course, Montrell Teague, the driver of Lather Up, will join as well. Of course, Lather Up uh, heads into the Dan Patch Stakes this coming Friday night, an action-packed show. But before we begin, I'd like to uh, give a little bit of good luck, uh, kudos out to Colonial Downs. It's my old stomping grounds as they get ready to kick off their meeting. Of course, they have a thoroughbred meet only now, but our friend Jason Beam, who's our colleague at the Bet America Radio Network, will be calling the action at Colonial Downs. Again, my old stomping grounds, they kick things off coming up this afternoon with a first post of five o'clock. So good luck to the great folks out at Colonial Downs as they reopen and recommence for their 2019 season. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, the man, the myth, the legend, Dave Bianconi is up first. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. We'll be right back. At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. They're off and pacing at the Dan Pat Stakes. They come to three quarters and 122 and four. Lazarus. Lazarus came forth to win the 25th running of the Dan Pat Stakes. Celebrating Indiana's richest harness race, the 26th edition of the $300,000 Dan Pat Stakes on Friday, August 9th at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Watch it live on Wish TV at 9 p.m. edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association. Mike Carter joining you from the Post Time with Mike and Mike Studios. Lots coming up, but first we're going to talk to our man Dave Bianconi. Dave, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Michael, how you doing? All right, so let's talk a little bit about the Carl Milstein Memorial. It is the $400,000 Carl Milstein Memorial coming up this Saturday night. And what a field it drew, but before we get into the field and who all's in it, what kind of goes into this? We, at the start of the stake season, you guys mentioned that uh, you were going to switch to an invitational format for the three big stakes. And obviously it has done uh, amazing things for you guys. But talk about what went into that decision and uh, how you went about inviting the eight that will take center stage on Saturday. I'll be honest with you. It was kind of out of necessity. Um, 
Emily can probably speak to this later from a Hoosier perspective, but the Grand Circuit uh, really has been challenged in recent years by the fact that the state sire stakes programs are so strong, fewer and fewer horses are staking to a lot of Grand Circuit races, especially when you're talking about Northfield and Hoosier that are, you know, pretty far west geographically in the harness racing uh, world. So I just thought to myself, you know, why am I beating my head against the wall trying to make this a stakes race? I'm just going to make it an invitational, as I did with the Battle of Lake Erie and the Cleveland Trotting Classic. And the result has been much, much better fields and, you know, better racing period. So I'm very happy with it. Now, Dave, one of the things that I kind of helped you with a couple of years ago is we kind of started reaching out to like sort of the top horses in each sire stakes program. It's almost like the Olympics of the United States take center stage at Northfield Park. And boy, did you guys get a plethora of horses, uh, including Captain Victoria. Century Pharaoh is an interesting horse to me. Uh, but as you were putting this race together, obviously with the post positions now drawn, Southwind Ozzy is the one I think was on everybody's radar, but post number eight is going to be a little bit tough for him. I'm not counting them out. I don't, you know, obviously you saw the Adios. What a spectacular performance that was. And, you know, down by the seaside won this race from the seven post a couple of years ago. <clears throat> you know, if you have the best horse, you're going to win from no matter what post. So Southwind Ozzy, the way he's racing with any kind of trip, I give him a legitimate shot. It's kind of funny you say that because I actually called his qualifier back on July 13th. And I remember watching him. He sat the pocket before the half. And he just blew right by the leader like he was standing still and then put in two really impressive performances in the Adios elimination and then in the Adios uh, final. Century Pharaoh comes into this race with a four-race win streak. He's been racing against Ontario Sire Stakes Gold uh, Company. He was seventh in his Pepsi North America Cup elimination. What went into uh, the decision about Century Pharaoh? And, uh, you know, of course, Dr. Ian Moore, he's got uh, to be pretty confident coming down pretty easy decision on my part he's won 12 out of his last 13 races uh and he beat the Meadowlands pace champion uh best in show last week so i mean he is a legit horse it's his first start outside of ontario i think maybe only his second or third start ever on a half so those are the question marks but i mean he's an absolutely legit horse and he gets a guy that's that's won a few races at northfield over the years david miller uh in the bike for the first time too how about Dexter Dunn on the three at Better's Wish coming out of a strong second-place effort against Captain Crunch in the Kane Pace? And if you missed the Kane Pace, it was one of the best stretch duels that we've seen all year between Captain Crunch and Better's Wish. It was the first leg of the pacing triple crown. And second beaten only a neck. He was second only beaten ahead in the Meadowlands Pace. He's got a ton of heart to him. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, super consistent. His only losses this year, you said, were, you know, place finishes in the North America Cup, the Meadowlands Pace, and the Kane, and he was right there in all three of them. So, you know, he's the morning line favorite and, and the one to beat. Now, Dave, what else uh, does Northfield have in store for the fans on Saturday? Obviously, a, some, a great racing program, but from a wagering aspect, uh, there's a couple of guaranteed pools, and uh, there's also yes. some great positions on track. The $20,000 guaranteed early pick four, which includes starts in race seven and has uh, an Ohio Sire Stakes race in there. The $50,000 Myron Turner, which is an invitational for four and up Ohio bred Pacers. It's a stacked field. And the Milstein is the, uh, the uh, final race of that early $20,000 guaranteed pick four, which starts in race seven. 
And then we're also going to throw a 10,000 guarantee on the, the late pick for the starts in the 11th race just after the Milstein. So it's a full card of not only uh, the Milstein and, and the, the turn invitationals, but Ohio Sire Stakes as well. And uh, really, you know, a great card Saturday night. A lot of on-track promotions, uh, contests going uh, as well, if you can make it to, to Northfield Live. Now, Dave, obviously the Ohio Sire Stakes program has really grown over the past few years, and it's really become one of the stronger Sire Stakes programs, um, kind of matching up with like Pennsylvania and um, in New York. And, and it's really kind of uh, taken the state by storm, so to speak. They're racing for excellent money. Actually, Northfield is going to host the Super Night on September 1st. It's amazing uh, the things that they have been able to put together. Yeah, I mean, the, the Sire Stakes finals now, all eight of them go for 300000 each. And as you mentioned, Michael, we're very excited to host them at Northfield Sunday night, September 1st. That's Sunday night of Labor Day weekend. Uh, all eight Sire Stakes finals. That is going to be an unbelievable night of racing, obviously the richest night of racing in Northfield Park's history. So uh, obviously we're excited about the Milstein this Saturday. And then, you know, the big one to, to cap off the summer is Ohio Super Night Sunday, September 1st. Listen, the rumor was that uh, you paid Kate off to allow me to work, so I appreciate you uh, Appreciate you looking out for me, man. <laughs> We're bringing in all the big guns. Michael Carter, got a special surprise host for Super Night, and I am going to release you as well. So, yeah, we're, we're rolling out the red carpet. All right, Dave. Well, listen, good luck on Saturday, and I'll be out there Saturday night. Uh, I'll be doing a few interviews in between each race, and uh, I'll be calling, I believe it's the last five or six races. So it's going to be a good night of racing, and I'm looking forward to it. Hey, thanks for having me on, and we'll see you Saturday, Michael. All right, Dave. Thanks so much, man. Bye-bye. All right, Dave Bianconi, the director of racing at MGM Northfield Park. And let's kind of take a look at the Carl Milstein Memorial. It goes as race number 10 on a 16-race Saturday night card. Uh, Captain Victorious draws the inside, was ninth in the Adios final after going to the lead, just did not fire for Yannick Jingra, taking a couple of weeks off here and hope that the break has done him some good. They went to the North America Cup. Of course, they were in the elimination in the final. They went to the Hempt. Um, seven days later in the elimination and the final, they skipped the Meadowlands pace and went to the Adios, uh, where he won an Adios Elim in 150 and four, just did not fire, but draws the inside. And at Northfield Park post one is golden. Of course, me and Dave talked about Century Pharaoh has won 12 of 19 starts, eight for nine in 2019 for Dr. Ian Moore has won four straight races, including two Ontario Sire Stakes gold races and the Pepsi North America Cup consolation back on June 15th. You have better's wish. Dexter Dunn will make his first trip to Northfield Park for trader Chris Ryder. Fun fact about Chris is he won the only Meadowlands turf race to uh, take place. It was the harness racing turf race that took uh, place a few years back. So Chris Ryder will bring better's wish in. You've got Yankee boots for trader Steve Carter. Yankee boots is an uh, Ohio sire stakes horse. That's been really uh, taking the, taking the field by storm as of late in post number four. We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk more about the Milstein and talk with driver Montrell T. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by the USTA and bet America. The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up with large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey. There are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. 
first post on Friday and Saturday nights is 715. For more information and reservations, call 201 The Big M or visit PlayMetalands.com. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. All right, we're back on this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter joining you from the Post Time with Mike and Mike studios. Mike Bozich has the day off. Uh, let's continue to take a look at the Carl Milstein Memorial Field. One horse I didn't get to ask Dave about was the Brian Brown trained working on a mystery who qualified well at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, won by four and three-quarter lengths, come home in 25 and three. It looks like the kinks may have been worked out for working on a mystery. Um, who was third, beaten ahead in the Meadowlands Pace Final, and then was scratched in the Adios. Rocky got framed as an interesting play as the top horse here in Indiana has won three straight and won four of his last six starts and definitely looks like a strong contender. You've got American Mercury, who's been the top contender on the New York Sire Stakes circuit. Tyler Buter will be in to drive as one uh, four of his last six as well. And then you've got Southwind Ozzy, the Adios champion, in post number eight. And like I said, I called one of his qualifiers, and what an amazing qualifier performance that was for Southwind Ozzy. Speaking of Harris Hoosier Park, we are going to be live from Harris Hoosier Park on Friday night. That's tomorrow from 8.30 to 11 o'clock. Tomorrow night, again, 8.30 to 11 o'clock, we're going to cover the 2019 Dan Patch Stakes what a night it is. It is one of Hoosier Park Racing and Casino's biggest nights as the Grand Circuit stage comes to Anderson, Indiana. I am actually going to be in Anderson uh, a little bit later on, and I'm going to be on with uh, Emily Gaskin tonight. We're going to be talking the Dan Patch Stakes. We'll talk a little bit of Hoosier Park. The pick for tonight, guaranteed at $10,000. Lots of great things coming up at Harris Hoosier Park. We saw Lather Up ship in yesterday. McWicked is coming to town today. Uh, we may have to go check him out. It's going to be a lot of fun, and what a field it drew at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. It will go as race number 11 on their action-packed program. You've got me so fast to the inside, Mick Wicked in post two, three new talent, four lather up, five filibuster Hanover, Jimmy Freight post six, Endeavor post seven, post eight Rock and Ron in post nine, always a prince. The Indiana sensation draws post number nine, and we're going to talk to Emily Gaskin in a little bit uh, about their feelings about Always a Prince. 
Um, you know, the one big thing about Always a Prince, he actually cut that mile in the graduate where Lather Up went in 146 flat. So it'll be interesting to kind of talk to her about that performance. But we're going to be talking to driver Montrell Teague and Lather Up in just a moment. Uh, coming out of the Sam McKee Memorial has won three straight and four of his last five starts. It's going to be really cool to kind of watch him glide over this Hoosier Park racing strip. And he's coming off of a 159-2 effort last out. Now, that final time of 159-2 was a world record for a mile and an eighth. He went 146-3. His last three Trackmaster numbers have been 100 or better. That is incredible to see. Those are speed ratings given to us by Trackmaster, and they have been 100 or better in his last three starts. Absolutely incredible. It's going to be cool to talk to Montrell here in just a couple of moments. Of course, you've got filibuster Hanover in post number five. Jimmy Freight will be driven by Scott Zeron. Uh, took a little bit of time off after the Garrity Memorial, where he was fourth. He got a really rough trip, had to come three wide, was still only beaten by a length and a half, come home in 27 flat. He qualified really well up at Woodbine Mohawk Park back on August 2nd, uh, six days ago. Won by 16 lengths, come home in 26 and three with a 154 mile. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do. Of course, we talked always a prince who recently qualified on August 3rd, come home in 25 and three off a 152 and one off a third place effort in the William Houghton Memorial on Meadowlands Pace Night. Uh, after racing in the graduate, he received a 104 speed figure from Trackmaster. Uh, let's see, you have Rockin' Ron in post number eight, driver Matt Kikeli, uh Went to the lead at Yonkers last time out from post number seven, which is extremely tough to do. Drew off to win by three lengths in the end of that mile. And then, of course, who could forget 2018 Horse of the Year, Nick Wicked, who closed from off the pace in the Sam McKee Memorial, beaten four lengths to be third uh, after winning the Joe Garrity Memorial in 150 and four, had to come off wide off the turn in that race, but uh, looked spectacular. And of course, you have new talent from post number three. He's been racing in the open ranks here in Indiana. And post number seven is Endeavor. It's going to be a little bit tough for him out of this spot, but Sam Widger gets the drive for trainer Jeff Culifer. We're going to take a quick, quick timeout. When we come back, Montrell Teague will join the program. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. We'll be right back. Hey, racing fans, we all know the ride begins well before the starting gate. Stay warmed up around the clock at PennHorseRacing.com, your home for all things harness and thoroughbred racing. PennHorseRacing.com gives you the inside track on betting, industry events, breeding, news, and more. You know, everything that'll give you an edge come post time. Visit PennHorseRacing.com today. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Family property call 1-800-GAMBLER. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Booten Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training service in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. 
Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Whitbank Farm yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. The 2019 lineup features siblings of rich performers and first foals from productive families. In 2019, Whitbank Farm is selling yearlings at Goshen on September 8th, the Ohio Selected Sale on September 13th, on Gate September 18th through the 21st, Lexington October 1st through the 5th, London October 19th and 20th, Harrisburg November 4th through the 6th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 7th and eighth. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter joining you live from the Post Time with Mike and Mike studios. We're uh, waiting on Montreal at Teague. We'll be talking with Emily Gaskin, Bob McClure. How about the drive by Bob McClure? We'll talk to him a little bit about that drive. What a patient drive that was uh, coming down the stretch. He tipped to the outside and split horses late and defeated the game Green Shoe. And how game was Green Shoe in defeat? Uh, made a couple of bobbles, and I was talking with Garnet Barnsdale, uh, who was on our uh, broadcast on Saturday, and it looked like he made a little bit of a bobble at the start, and I uh, believe that that bobble might have hurt his chances uh, ever so slightly in costing him the victory in the Hambletonian. It cost him about a half a length or so, but hats off to Luke Blay and the connections of the 2019 Hambletonian champion in Forbidden Trade. And we got to sit down and talk to the guys uh, with Forbidden Trade on the Thursday before the Hambletonian. Uh, myself, Wendy Ross, Alex Sauzeville, the USTA intern, Rich Johnson, and Mark Hall went to the farm to talk to the connections, and they were very high on Forbidden Trade's chances. Uh, he had every shot in the world in the elimination and um, you know, looked sharp coming home. He closed home very strongly after trying to challenge Oka Svonstead for the lead. And, uh, you know, it just was one of those things in the elimination where you know, he just had to kind of close from off the pace, but he bided his time in the final and looked extremely sharp before uh, coming home to win the uh, win the $1 million Hambletonian. And there was a lot, a lot of happy people uh, from a country aspect. One thing about it is Canada takes their harness racing extremely seriously. We remember what it was like for San Pale. We remember what it was like for some beach somewhere and just how excited they got for those contenders and you have to know that forbidden trade was probably receiving somewhat of the same reception uh when he got home to canada um following his win in the 94th hambletonian and garnett and i kind of talked a little bit about that on saturday as well and he was super happy obviously uh for those who don't know garnett is uh, a native of canada he's done a lot of great work for our show and we certainly appreciate him. He's a DRF handicapper. He handicaps for Ontario Racing. Handicaps for just about everybody, uh, it seems like. So we're happy to have him on board with our team. Uh, Ashley Mayu also joined our program 
excuse me, Ashley Mayu joined our program coming up on, or excuse me, this past Saturday. She will be joining us for the Canadian Pacing Derby and also the Breeders' Crown. She does a fantastic job for us as well. And if you don't follow her on social media, give her a follow on Twitter or like her, excuse me, add her on Facebook. She does a fantastic job for us each and every live remote. She's a, a very astute handicapper as well. So we're pleased to have her on the team. Again, Emily Gaskin coming up here in just a couple of minutes as we talk about the 2019 Dan Patch Stakes at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. They have an action-packed program on uh, Friday night as well. They have a pick five that begins in the 10th race. The pick four at Harris Hoosier Park begins in race number three. There are a lot of great races. I believe a lot of series finals taking place on Friday night at Harris Hoosier Park. Race number five actually features a full field of 11. So does race number six. And then who could forget the non-jackpot Hoosier High Five wager taking place in the 14th race. That will feature a full field of 11 taking place uh and it is a very very competitive field we'll talk with emily gaskin a little bit about that when she calls in here in just a few minutes again ten thousand dollar guaranteed super high five in the 14th race that is a non-jackpot wager a full field of 11 you know that it's going to be highly competitive highly regarded and it's one that definitely needs to be played. So let's jump back to the Dan Patch Stakes. It is race number 11. It's the $330,000 Dan Patch Stakes. And we're going to talk to Emily a little bit about this race. Uh, the winner gets a automatic bid into the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby, I believe. And uh, we're going to bring in Emily Gaskin now. Emily what a field you guys have drawn for this Friday's Dan Patch Stake. But before we dive into that, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the winner gets a, a buy into the race, correct? Yes, correct. You're exactly right. So the uh, winner of the Dan Patch gets an automatic nomination into the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby, which is what we saw last year with Lazarus. He, he supplemented into the Dan Patch after that sparkling qualifier at the Meadowlands. And then with a win in the Dan Patch, he was automatically nominated into the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby. And then he went on to win that as well. So it was kind of a two-for-one deal for uh, for Lazarus last year. And, you know, who could forget? We were all talking Lazarus last year and how impressive he was. He put on a really good campaign considering he had to come from overseas, but he kicked it off at Harris Hoosier Park last year. I remember the crowd on Dan Patch night. Everybody was just so amazed at him, and he was a very nice-looking racehorse. But this year, the talk of the town is lather up. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because we were just talking about that last night as well uh, in our office. You know, there was a lot of hype around Lazarus, and we had a lot of different things. The tailor-made folks were involved, and they were great to work with. And, uh, you know, he didn't make his uh, self known that he was coming to the Dan Patch until late. So I felt like we were kind of all scrambling around to make sure that we made the most of that situation. But uh, it ended up working out, and it was a lot of fun. And we were talking about how great that was. And then to come into this year and have, like you said, a horse, the co-fastest horse in the world, uh, come back to Hoosier Park and uh, look at, to be in the Dan Patch and, and be alongside this field is, is just absolutely phenomenal. And uh, you talk about the nominations and things. I think that uh, Hoosier Park Pacing Derby, so this year the purse is adjusted to 330000 So this is the 
third or fourth consecutive year we have seen an adjusted purse. The last few years we've seen a supplement, but this year we actually had more nominations than we've ever had, and so that money was added to the purse. And I think that uh, you know automatic nomination into the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby plays into that as well, and that's why we see so many nominations to a race like the Dan Patch. Now, of course, everybody's talking about Lather Up and that big 146 mile at the graduate, but let's talk about the horse that cut the mile for him. Uh, number nine, always a prince. Yes. Uh, obviously, he draws the outside after, uh, after let's see, qualified at Harris Hoosier Park back on August 3rd. He was third in the William Houghton Memorial, um, but in the graduate where he finished fourth, he received a 104 speed rating, 25 and 3, 52, 119 and 1. Uh, he finished his mile in 146 and two. I mean, just an impressive, impressive horse. And I'll tell you, the Indiana program as of late has produced some monstrous horses and always a prince is one of them. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, you know, I, I, I really, it was, you talk about beautiful and defeat. I really thought always a prince was beautiful in that graduate finishing fourth because he had every excuse to back through the entire field. And I thought that was extremely gutty of him to finish fourth. And uh, like you said, uh, hard to believe that the horse paced in 46 and two and doesn't get that number beside his name. But uh no, I, you know what, I'm, I, my, I was a little uh, sad when the draw came out because I, you know, this has been my horse. I loved, I, I've loved always a friend since I've watched him race at Hoosier Park, and I was really excited to see them take him out to the Meadowlands and race in the William Houghton in a couple different races, and I was glad to see him get that chance. And then when the draw came out and he drew post nine, you know, I was really disheartened because I really thought this horse could, uh, given the right. Uh, circumstances, I think this horse can shine on a big level. And, uh, you know, I'm not all that concerned about post position nine. The last two winners uh, of the Dan Patch, Lazarus had post nine last year and check six the year before had post nine. And talk about home court advantage, Indiana Sired program. I mean, there's not a horse in the field that has more wins over the Hoosier Park Oval than always a prince. And, of course, you've got the Hoosier Park leading driver all-time, Trace Tietrich, in the sulky as well. So there's a lot to like about always a prince. And, again, everyone talks about lather up in that mile. And, uh, you know, always a prince is the one that set it up for him. So uh, I think this race is going to be extremely, extremely exciting. You know, we haven't even mentioned the $4 million man, Mick Wicked, to their inside, who's certainly going to mix things up and is always races well at Hoosier Park. Yeah, for sure. And credit to Tyler George, uh, the trainer of Always a Prince, for, you know, stepping up and put, sort of putting his money where his mouth is. He went to the Battle of Lake Erie, then he traveled out to the Meadowlands. He's been doing some things out there, and now he returns home to Harris Hoosier Park. So hats off to those guys. You just talked about Mick Wicked, and Mick Wicked loves Indiana. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he kind of... Uh, Fell by the wayside a little bit uh, back in early June, but he seems to be picking uh, back his speed back up. He draws post number two. And if you can get five to two, which I think you might, I think Lather Up's going to take a lot of money. So if you can get five to two or better on McWicked, why not take it? Yeah, I agree. I think you're, you're going to get a price on a lot of these horses because, just like you said, I think Lather Up with that post draw. Uh, you know, with the hype that's around this horse. And, and take nothing away from Lather Up. I mean, you've got uh, Clyde Francis and Montreal Teague, who, of course, won the 2016 Dan Patch with a little horse by the name of Wiggle It Jiggle It, who, interestingly enough, defeated Always Be Mickey in that year's Dan Patch. And then Always Be Mickey goes on to win in 146. And now the Teagues have uh, Lather Up, who also won in 146. So, uh, again, talking about Lather Up, I think this horse is going to take a lot, a lot of money. And you're going to get a price on, on uh, quite a few of these horses, including Mick wicked i was talking to steve cross about it and you know mick wicked has been his horse the last two 
last few times that we've seen him in the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby and the Dan Patch. Uh, he's yet to have a win. He's had six starts at Hoosier Park, and he's yet to find the winner circle. And Steve Cross said, I've been on this horse, on this horse, on this horse, so I'm not on the horse, and this will probably be the year that he steps up and races big. But we talked about Lazarus, the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby. If folks remember, in the Hoosier Park Pacing Derby, Mick Wicked paced home in 25-3. and three. Got nosed out in that Hoosier Park pacing derby. He ended up finishing fourth in the Dan Patch, but he came back and was a strong second in that Hoosier Park pacing derby uh, to Lazarus. But he just simply ran out of racetrack, uh, paced like a pace in 25 and three. And I thought he was going to nab at Lazarus at the wire and kind of spoil things for Lazarus there. But uh, McWicked raced huge. Uh, again, you talk about you know his form. He, it's just going to be which McWicked shows up. We've seen McWicked show up, like I said, in that. Hoosier Park pacing derby and race extremely well. And then we've seen him come to Hoosier Park and race a little flat. So I think it's just going to be, you know, uh, the trip's obviously going to need to work out in his favor. There's a lot of speed in this race and he draws to the inside. So uh, things are really going to need to work out in his favor, but uh, I would not be surprised to see Nick Wicked in the winner's circle. This is the kind of spot that you see a horse like Nick Wicked who's got $4 million made and he kind of flies under the radar radar and in the winner's circle, people are saying, wait, why didn't we bet Nick Wicked? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that because he went off at uh, almost four to one in the Joe Garrity Memorial, and people got a very healthy price on McWicked that night. And another horse that's uh, coming out of that Joe Garrity Memorial, and Adriano Sorella likes to bring uh, Jimmy Frey to Anderson, Indiana, and he's eight to one on the morning line. Gets post number six with driver Scott Zeron. Uh, another one like McWicked is just kind of fallen off here as of late but uh he seems to be fighting back into coming back into form off that qualifier he come home in 26 and 3 obviously he beat the field that day by 16 lengths Uh, another horse that really likes the uh harris hoosier park racing oval yeah i think this race sets up really great for him actually you know jimmy frady's raced here at hoosier park and uh you know i've said that there are not many horses that i've seen that can get off the car faster than jimmy frady i think it was the battle of lake erie i saw him and he crossed over before a, mon- a number of those horses uh, had even, you know, thought about leaving. So this horse has explosive speed. Uh, I think the race kind of sets up nicely for him because he's got some tactical speed as well. And I like that he's had a start over the Hoosier Park. Well, he raced always a prince last year as a three-year-old. And always a prince came out victorious, but Jimmy Frey put up quite a fight. And uh, this horse is just its just the type of horse you got to love. I mean, he's just uh, he's got a million dollars made, and he's done it the hard way. Uh, like I said, Adriana Sorella does a great job of campaigning this horse and getting him uh, to the different spots. And I think this race, uh, you know, really sets up nicely for him. Uh, I talked to Andrew Harris. He's down at the Red Mile. Uh, so Jimmy Freight's uh, prepping down at the Red Mile. So I think, you know, this is the type of race, like I said, he's qualified. Um, you, know, you can look at his past performance lines and say, you know, oh, he's got a few soft spots here. But, I mean, the horse that comes in week in, week out, showing up in 47 miles. So, you know, they're they're uh, bound to have kind of some off weeks. And uh, looks like Jimmy Freight, uh, this could be a good spot for him. You know, he took a little bit of time off, and he's coming in. He could be freshened up. And Scott Zeron comes in to drive. And uh, like I said, I think the way that the speed in this race shapes up, you could see a horse like Jimmy Freight get the job done. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Dan Patch selection is? I'm going to go with Always a Prince. I, I just I got a feeling about this horse. Like I said, you know, you talked about the Battle of Lake Erie. He's just had some bad luck. And uh, I, this horse is a lot, lot better than what he's been showing in his last few lines. I, I shouldn't say that. He's been racing phenomenally. But I just mean that he deserves a win like the Dan Patch. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, he's got a lot of things in his favor other than the post position. And that's the only thing that concerns me, you know, is just how the race is going to work out. But he's got such tactical speed. He's such a versatile horse. And there's not a horse that knows the Hoosier Park surface or a driver or trainer, for that matter, that in this race that knows the Hoosier Park surface any better than the connections on Always a Prince. So I'm going to go with Always a Prince. So I'm going to go for the third year in a row that post position number nine wins the Dan Patch and uh, hope for uh, to see those Indiana connections in the winter circle. Lots of great things coming up at Harris Hoosier Park on Friday night. I will actually be joining you uh, this evening. Uh, we'll be talking uh, the Dan Patch Stakes coming up tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, on track, uh, obviously, you guys have a lot of promotions as well. Yes, we do. We've got a lot going on. Uh, we're going to make a festival weekend out of it, just as we always do, uh, which I'm glad you asked. So we've got a lot going on on Friday. And we're going to come back on Saturday with what we call a thrill yard. So there's a lot of family fun activities. Uh, we're actually going to have a free concert at the conclusion of live racing on Saturday. But as we talk about Friday, we've got some free backpack giveaways to the first 500 folks that visit us. Uh, we've got some uh, great giveaways. We've got mega bets. So we're going to draw five people to give away to place a $100 mega bet. And then we've got a couple different uh, kiosk promotions where you can win up to $5,000 by simply just selecting the horse that you think will win the Dan Patch. Um, and so a lot of great giveaways that way. Um, we're going to have some great giveaways. We'll have a driver autograph session. The Dan Patch horses are actually going to be coming out of the front paddock, so folks can come out. We've got free admission. You can come out, see these horses up close and personal. You can get to know the drivers. We'll have a driver autograph session. Of course, uh, free T-shirts, uh, giveaways, all sorts of stuff to go along with uh, the Dan Patch Stakes on Friday. And then, like I said, we're going to come back on Saturday. Uh, with a lot of family fun activities. And first post both nights is 6.30. We've got some guaranteed wagers, too. We've got a $25,000 Superfecta on the Dan Patch race. And then we've also got a $15,000 Hoosier High Five with that 12% reduced takeout on the last race of the program tomorrow as well. So some great guaranteed wagers, some great giveaways. And uh, like I said, first post is 6.30 both days. All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. We kick things off at 8.30 on Friday night. And like I said, I'll be joining you tonight for a little bit as we continue to talk about Friday's Dan Patch Stakes. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we're looking forward to having you. I'm going to put you on the spot, give you uh, <laughs> hopefully give out a winning pick four ticket tonight. And then, like I said, talk about some uh, Dan Patch. I'm looking forward to working with you this weekend and looking forward to seeing a lot of folks out to Hoosier Park for a great weekend of racing. All right, Emily. Thanks so much for taking time out. And uh, we'll be seeing you later on. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Emily Gaskin from Harris Hoosier Park as we talk the 2019 Dan Patch Stakes. Speaking of the 2019 Dan Patch Stakes, let's talk to the man of the hour, Montrell Teague. And Montrell, let's talk lather up. What an impressive racehorse uh, he is and is really shown to be over the past couple of weeks. Uh, 146, and he comes back last week in the San McKee Memorial with a 159 and two off a 146 and three mile. Have we seen the best out of Lather Up? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, I haven't really seen the bottom of him yet, and uh, I don't really want to find that the bottom. And uh, but he, he's been amazing so far. What what has this ride been like for you over the past couple of weeks? Uh, obviously. Um, you know, there were question marks from people in the industry uh, throughout last year. You know, could he handle a half? Could he do this? Could he do that? And boy, has he bounced back as a four-year-old and proved all of them wrong. Yeah, he's been doing that right along. We didn't know if he can get around the half, and everybody was skeptical about it until we went to the jug, and he threw in two uh, two trips in 49. So I think that, that quieted down everybody. And then uh, this year, we didn't know if he can go against the open-ranked courses, and then he throws out a 46-mile and still beats 
uh, most of the best horses out there in back-to-back races. Now, Montreux, what has this been like for you? Obviously, uh, you know, you drove Wiggle It, Jiggle It as well, and that ride against Always Be Mickey and Freaky Fee Pete, we all remember that trio of a duel and how much fun that was to watch. How much fun are you having driving Lather Up? What has this ride been like for you? Oh, it's a lot of fun. It uh, it beats going to the track every week and having the same race and same horse every every time, knowing that you're not really going to go against the best of the best and have to actually be able to compete with the best. Um, but I, I thought that Wiggles' trip was one in a million, and then Lather Up comes and uh, made him more more special just because he's a stud horse and there's more more of a uh, upside to it. We just don't know how fast he is, how good he is, and what he can do after that in breeding season. You know, it's interesting because the I'm Gorgeous breeding, I believe, was just kind of by a fluke, and correct me if I'm wrong, and, you know, it's crazy what this is going to kind of do for the I'm Gorgeous stock. Uh, He's standing in Ohio currently, I believe, or Michigan, and, you know, you guys do a lot of your own breeding. You guys have a lot of homebreds. That's what makes you guys so successful. I mean, you know, where do you, where, where where all these nice horses come from? I mean, it's just one of those, it's just kind of luck, right? Yeah, yeah. I would definitely half of it's luck and half of it's uh just good training. I mean, dad's definitely had a hell of a career of bringing to bring a horse to the track and always having at least one or two good ones that stand out within the uh the pack of the the great ones. And um I mean, he he's, he's got a long list of them, Rainbow Blue and Total Truth and now it just keeps on continuing with Wiggle Jiggle and Lather Up. Now tell us about a couple of others that you have in the barn. Anybody else maybe we should be watching out for? Maybe some young ones that uh, we can kind of watch grow up? Uh, there isn't really anything that stands out like Lather Up's uh, or Wiggle It Jiggle's kind of speed or anything like that, but it's still early, so um, <laughs> we're hoping we can find a diamond in a rough, but right now we, we don't really have, couldn't really put a name on it. All right. Well, listen, Montreal, good luck. And, you know, you know, I'll be cheering for you. I always, I always look for your gloves after the race. So, uh, so uh, I'll be cheering for you. Listen, I, I, maybe I'll buy you, maybe I'll buy you a beer after the race on uh, Friday. I'll never turn that down. <laughs> All right, buddy. Good luck coming up. Thanks. All right, driver Montrell Teague as he drives Lather Up on Friday night. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, Bob McClure will join the program. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. We'll be right back. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training service in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. Come. 
from the edge of your seat starts to the white knuckle finishes. Horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other. One that the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association intends to preserve in the Keystone State for years and years to come. From our breeders to track operators to you, the fan. PHRA is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore. Learn more about the PHRA's mission at PennHorseRacing.com. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter joining you from the Post Time with Mike and Mike studios. We're joined now by the Hambletonian winning driver, Bob McClure. Bob, how's it going this morning? Uh, very good. Yourself? Not too bad. Well, listen, what a ride it has been uh, for you and Forbidden Trade. But talk about this week. Uh, you've had a chance to kind of let it set in. How does it feel to have won the Hambletonian? Oh, it's uh, it's pretty incredible, and uh, you know, having all the people congratulating you uh, for the last uh, few days. It feels like it happened uh, two weeks ago, but it's only been a few days. But uh, it's a pretty great feeling, and uh, hopefully, it doesn't go away anytime soon. Now, Bob, let's kind of talk about Forbidden Trade from Saturday afternoon. Uh, obviously, things started in the elimination. You went after Okus Fonstead uh, early, and, of course, he stepped on the gas, and you had to kind of take back a little bit. But he looked the best in the stretch, if you ask me. Uh, he closed home very sharply heading into the final. Was there any concern that there was uh, not enough left in the tank? No, he did close up really good, but um, green shoe was well within hand, too, so... Uh... I definitely didn't go in thinking that um, we had a big shot at him. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to get mine to the front, but uh, especially the way the pace was slowing. But um, he's pretty handy, so when I couldn't, I just put him back in the hole. Now, in the final, uh, you had to flip out three wide halfway down the stretch, and you had to know Green Chew was coming, uh, but you split horses late, and boy was forbidden – trade tough he's got a ton of heart obviously and he went right by the leaders and did you know green shoe was coming or was it one of those that you figured you know he'd be coming in the final strides well i really didn't know where he was i didn't know uh you know in the back of my mind i thought it was possible he had made a break um but uh when he got i heard one coming pretty quick uh coming at the last turn i figured it was him and uh, he got, uh, he, he did get by me for uh, part of the stretch. So uh, then mine dug in, and I think uh, he let up a bit. Uh, and uh, down by the wire, I, uh, you know, I started to realize I think we got him. So now it's funny because or we saw a bunch of drivers give you a high five after the race, and you know there, there was a ton of emotions on Saturday. What did it feel like when you crossed the line first and you had won your first Hamiltonian in your first drive? Uh, disbelief really um i i think i missed the turn too i went all the way back to the stable gate area like i was going off the track i was just uh i was really in shock and uh, it's a feeling i won't forget for a long time but um yeah it was great uh dexter and uh tim dietrich they giving me props after that was pretty special and uh ron burke on the way back uh, to the winter circle was warming one up and he was nice enough to congratulate me and uh you know, to see how happy Luke was and how happy uh, Serge was, uh, it was a really great day. Yeah, he about took you off the bike there when he gave you a hug, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he's a strong guy, and when he gets excited, he, <laughs> he, he can do some damage. Now let's talk uh, just about Forbidden Trade in general. He had been racing well leading up to the Hambletonian. What's the ride been like with Forbidden Trade, and do you know maybe where he might be headed next? 
Yeah, he's just been a he's been a ton of fun to drive, and uh, you know, as a two year old, he won everything just because uh, he was so mature. You know, he was so um, beyond uh, you know a two year old status. You know, you could drive him like an old horse. And then when he came back at three, you know, he he seemed to have found a whole another gear, and you know, he he's just, he just came back a, a monster, and uh, he's been the best horse or like trotter in Canada or a three year old colt in Canada. But uh, you never know how he's going to shape up against um, the American horses. And then when the good times, you know, he was a uh, closing second. He was locked in. I said, uh, you know, I said, I think he's up there with them. You know, maybe not on green shoes level, but I said, I think he can go with the rest of them. So it made the Hamiltonian, um, you know, it, it made it uh, look kind of exciting, you know, that we might have a shot at a good piece. But uh, he's he's just such a such a nice horse to drive. And he was good for me because he's calm. He relaxed me, and, uh, you know, it was a really nice uh, way to debut in the Hamiltonian with a horse like that. All right, Bob. Well, listen, enjoy it. Uh, you know, it, it had to be a lot of fun uh, winning the race, and listen, it was a lot of fun watching it happen. I know uh, my buddy Carnet Barnsdale was jumping for joy at you. I say there will be never be a time where we won't hear him on our broadcast because he was screaming for you all the way down the stretch. Congratulations, and uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing more Forbidden Traits. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Hamiltonian winning driver Bob McClure joined the program to talk about Forbidden Trade. We're going to take one last time out. We're going to wrap this thing up. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. We'll be right back. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. The Meadowlands racing season is just heating up with large fields, bigger purses, nightly promotions, and some of the greatest restaurants in New Jersey. There are plenty of places to catch all of the exciting action. First post on Friday and Saturday nights is 715. For more information and reservations, call 201-THE-BIG-M or visit PlayMeadowlands.com. They're off and pacing at the Dan Pat Stakes. They come to three quarters and 122 and four. Lazarus. Lazarus came forth to win the 25th running of the Dan Pat Stakes. Celebrating Indiana's richest harness race, the 26th edition of the $300,000 Dan Pat Stakes on Friday, August 9th at Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Watch it live on Wish TV at 9 p.m. Speaking of Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino, we will be live. 
tomorrow night from 8.30 to 11.30, excuse me, 8.30 to 11. Make sure you check us out via our website, www.posttimewithmikeandmike.com. Myself, Taylor Johnston, Jessica Otten returns to the show tomorrow as well as we join Mike Bozich for coverage of the 2019 Dan Pat State. Everybody, tomorrow night, first post is 8.30. Good night, everybody. Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, one last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay. No!